Hey, welcome to the Team Babe podcast. I'm Jason and I'm Babe. And I'm Robin and I'm Babe. Well, how do you do this fine evening, my babe? My babe friend? <laughs> um, I'm doing pretty good. Who do you I'm think okay. is babing harder? Me or you? Yeah. I mean, this is a team, so I think we're supposed to be babing equally. Yeah, I mean, so okay, that's good. You feel like we're a team of equals. We're both babing at the same level. You mean like on the babe scale? I think, yeah, on the babe scale. What other scale is there? <laughs> I mean, like, is it like, how's my babe hair? And, you know, like, um, you know, are my clothes looking tight and stuff like that? It's basically like all of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then, yeah, equal. Okay, great. Even Steven. That's really weird because I spend almost no energy <laughs> <laughs> on babing. <laughs> And I feel like that's pretty obvious if you looked at the two of us, maybe. I don't know. I think it just comes naturally to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, in yeah. my eyes. Oh, well, those are the the babe eyes that matter. I mean, like, but we couldn't compare ourselves to, like, say, how is, like, Kim Kardashian, like, babing on the babe scale? I mean, the, you know, you have to use a different scale or something. Yeah, it's a different scale. I mean... I don't want that level of babing for that's yourself. Like, that's like, you know, so if you're just normal, you say who's babing, who's babing harder. Right. But with her, it's like babing. You have to change it to a different thing. Who's mm. babing harder. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, what, what the, what the fuck? What are we doing? Why, uh, why did we come all this way? Up to um, the couch this right? evening, <laughs> all the way no, 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 to, the, to couch? the studio. Oh, you mean the couch in the studio? The podcast studio. Oh man, it was a long mm. trip. I was stuck in traffic for hours mm. to get here. Well, we had to we had to go to that party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and if by party you mean eat tacos, then yeah, we did. We had to that do was that. A party. Um, why did we come here? Well, I guess we came. Here to talk about episode nine. Episode nine? Yeah. How's, how's that even possible? I don't know. It I, seems like in some weird way, like we already went beyond episode nine. <laughs> you know, like it took the impo- like it, it went so fast, yet it took so impossibly long. <laughs> I feel like I might be time traveling or something. Yeah, you know? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And sometimes when you think about uh, things from the past, you can almost get back there like you're there, you know, in your mind. Oh, yeah, totally. In your memory. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so I think we're, uh, I think we're here to talk about like what happens after you're the victim of a Ponzi scheme and you make a lot of really bad choices and um, you like you know, go through all these consequences and, you know, bad stuff happens. And then you're like, oh, so what's next? You know, like, yeah, you kind of get to the end of all of that and it's like done. And then you're like, no, what am I doing? (laughs) Did you you feel like it was actually done at any like clearly delineated point? Like all the the chaos, the craziness? Because I don't know if I could identify a particular point. I just like at that point, I just embraced it not being cool like everything sucking yeah i think and uh 
Like you accepted that. Just assumed that. That, that, would, that would continue forever. That was your new reality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at some point, it sounds like it like kind of clearly ended for you. I think once we actually sold uh, the, the, the dream house and it belonged to someone else, I think at that point I felt a certain amount of closure, although I don't think I felt like the closure about the Ponzi scheme stuff. Like, I think actually we just now felt that in the, in the last couple of years, like yeah, we're yeah. done worrying about it or whatever. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it helps a lot to talk about it. It does help a lot. Yeah. Not that we haven't talked about it among ourselves, but to talk <laughs> about it in more depth and, you know, to people. let people know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So you think like, you feel like right after pretty much once the house deal was done, you were like, okay. But but you kind of like uh com- like compartmentalized it to being like the around the house because it was the dream house. Yeah, you know what I had to do actually in order to kind of like square it all in my mind and and be ready to like move on. I actually had to just um decide that it was real estate and it wasn't my home. Mm. It was a house. It a was house. a piece of property. Right. And there were lots of other pieces of property mm-hmm. in the world. And that as much as I wanted to, um, you know, believe that I owned it and it was my home, I didn't own it. Right. The bank, the bank always owned yeah, it. Yeah, it never did. Yeah. We didn't own yeah. either of our houses. And I think I just got into a real logical way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And that helped me sort of deal with that. Yeah, well, it was like, you know, don't get emotional about stock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, from Wall Street, you know. <laughs> don't get emotional to... about real estate either. Yeah, don't really, do it, man. Truly, you know. Yeah, and I kind of feel like maybe I naturally just don't get that emotional about real estate. Yeah, I would say just that's because I'm true. not like kind of tuned into that. I think maybe I've gotten more tuned into it, uh, which is weird. But <laughs> I guess you know people grow. Hey. <laughs> it's <laughs> and, a thing. And start getting emotional about real estate, which you're not supposed to do. But uh um, Oh, maybe you just got emotional. Uh, I got so emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Mainly during like the like early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> when emo was big. Was that when that was? Uh, I don't know. I hated it. Whatever whenever <laughs> it happened, I hated it every second of it. Okay. Couldn't wait for it to be over. Yeah. That's well, not my jam. I mean, don't hold back. Hey. This is my podcast. I'll say what I want. How <laughs> about that? That's the problem with Robin. She just, uh, you know, she just won't ever share her opinion <laughs> about anything. You just never know what she's thinking. She's always, oh. play, you know, on the fence, playing both sides, man. You know what? If I, like, actually shared 100% of my opinions, like, we... First of all, we wouldn't even be together. We wouldn't be having this conversation. Oh, great. <laughs> that makes me feel good. You know, I, I, I edit it You're down. You're so good at holding back. I, I am. Yeah. Because, like, if I just let it all fly, I mean, nobody could stand to be around me. So <laughs> this is my edited yeah. self. Well, thank you. Yeah. It could be worse, I guess <laughs> well, is what I'm saying. And let me tell you this. Yeah. You look marvelous. <laughs> Oh, well. And you are so good looking. <laughs> but I'm serious. You I, look great. I do? Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I'll For take it. For being so opinionated. Oof. For being such a bitch. Oh.
here for like one split second. I thought you were actually going to give me a compliment. Oh, I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. Sorry, I had to go for the joke. Uh, Yeah, the chops busting. Oh, God, it's a disease. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Keeps me on my toes, you know, it uh, keeps me tough. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Like a piece of jerky. Yep. Like an old dried up piece of meat. Wow. That's that's real appetizing. (laughs) But seriously, though, you do look, uh, you do look great. Thanks. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, so you were feeling like a, a sense of like a kind of completion of that chapter, basically. I guess so. I mean, I I mean, all I can say is that. Um, Did you wh- have any, any idea where where we were going to go or anything like by that point? Or? No, I was just writing out the longest amount of time that we could just not make any mortgage payments mm. and just you know hang out and wait for some sucker to come along and make an offer. You know, I mean, and it took well over a year and so my my plan worked you know and so just wait it out just wait it out and then once you know we couldn't wait it out anymore then we had to find <laughs> the next place yeah i know i had no idea i was like i'm sure there's some rentals that you know are fine with dogs and this and that and in our price range did, did you start looking around I did. Our price yeah. range was zero dollars per month. No, it, it was realistically more, but it was like going to be a stretch because we had been paying zero, right? And we had so much stuff. I mean, so we were we did not prepare like for the move at all because we were just you know like trying to figure out what to do with the Ponzi scheme and how mm-hmm. to sell the house. So like every day was just this like total scramble from like morning to night like oh my gosh okay like the kids are up all right like i gotta get the homeschool stuff going and the, all the dishes are dirty and oh my gosh gotta get outside and feed the chickens and the dogs and you know uh i don't know i mean it was just like oh and i gotta call the bank and i gotta fax this thing and then i'm like oh i gotta sew now too because you know i've started a Jesus business Christ, and- you're giving me anxiety <laughs> right now then, my, my palms are getting sweaty. I've got the I got a nice little sheen going. And then you know it's like Ooh. get to the end of the day and nothing's actually done and and nothing actually went very well and and then you know like you put the kids to bed and you're just like oh my god thank god the kids are in bed and the day's over and oh I can just like sit down and never think about this again until tomorrow at five a.m. You know I mean that uh-huh. was pretty much my day every day for like I feel like at least two years. <laughs> Wow, that sounds terrible. That's so horrible. <laughs> so horrible. Uh, man. So, um, yeah, I think you know, uh, as per the usual, I was uh, uh, suppressing my feelings uh, by writing, you know, for like four hours a day on mm-hmm. my mountain bike and stuff, and like mm-hmm. going to races and like just kind of uh, checking out, man. Yeah, I checked out and yep. checked into mountain biking. Yeah, which I'd already been doing for a while, but this gave, this like was almost like what I needed or something like that to be able to ignore everything. <laughs> just go go <laughs> repeatedly ride up mountains every every day. I think it was just your way of processing and accepting this change, this big change. Um, yeah, yeah, it was hard to swallow. Um, 
so, uh, you know, like we really were lucky to know the people that we knew. And really that's just the people that you knew. I mean, otherwise, uh, I don't really think we would have had anywhere to go. And uh, looking back on it, I'm not sure what would have happened. Like we had no credit, you know, like, um, that's, that's kind of the catch 22. It's like, well, well, I, you know, foreclose my house and, you know, I'm ready to go rent somewhere and, and nobody's going to rent to you because, you know, you don't have any credit. Well, right. And I don't even know. I mean, it never really kind of got to that point. It didn't necessarily, which was nice, but, um, yeah. What would we have done? I don't know. Go like, uh, like live in the barn at your mom and dad's house or something like that. Yeah, we probably would have. Like we actually, wouldn't have done that again. I mean, I guess we would have if we had had to. We might have ended up in an apartment, you know. And I don't know what we would have done with the dog. You know, I give it to my parents. I don't know. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I never would have considered at that time, like, you know, no. not having the dog. Right. The dog was a family member. So yeah, because I mean, at the same po- uh, time, I was also like getting this gig to like write this book. That's right. That was like best hikes with dogs and you had to have a dog at least one (laughs) dog (laughs) to write (laughs) the book to successfully write this book that's that's true yeah yeah the dog was important man that's true that's that's crazy so um so like you're how like mental health wise like just checking in yeah on when that was how how was your mental state i know it, it sounds like you were uh like full of anxiety or maybe oh. that's just me yes uh, listening back to it because i guess i didn't realize the extent of it at the time or something like that maybe yeah i think i was at maximum stress i was at maximum anxiety and um i also felt a lot of uh you know pressure to bring in money and right um a lot of pressure to figure out how to pay bills when there wasn't any money you know and things like that so yeah. Uh, it turned me into a hustler, big yeah, time. A hardcore hustler. And not like the magazine and not like, <laughs> you know, somebody in Times Square that's going to try to sell you a watch. Well, like, almost. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, I just, um, being a hustler, I guess, on my mind is you're not sure where your next dollar is going to come from. Right. And in order to, uh, you know, Make sure you know that something's going to come in. You got to work at it. You got to think about it. You got to be planning um, the next thing you want to try to sell. Or yeah, I mean, you get in a selling mode, and, and I guess there's a certain amount of hustling when you're talking about sales. Totally. Yeah, yeah that's what so, it's, that's what it's, side side hustle. Everybody likes to say side hustle. That not, was like a not hustler, uh, but you know, it's yeah, no difference. Yeah. <laughs> side hustle. Like this is like the front hustle. Yeah. <laughs> Just all a hustle, in all my opinion. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was like selling, selling off all of our possessions on Craigslist, and um, selling off all of my vintage wardrobe, and um, making things to sell on Etsy, mm-hmm. um, eBaying stuff. You know, I mean, I was just looking at everything, going like, "Hey, there's some dollars in the closet. Hey, those shoes look like they could bring in twenty bucks. All right, here uh, we go." So you got rid of a ton of stuff. Yes and no. I thought I did. And then we packed up our U-Haul when it was time to say goodbye. Probably like a little tiny one, like a, I don't know, one of those ones that's not even like, you know, the big semi-truck style thing or whatever. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah. It was just that little tiny trailer you like tow behind your <laughs> Prius or whatever, you know. I mean, it sounds like we got rid of so much stuff. Um, 
Um, no, no. We um we had enough for two or three semi trucks. I mean, it it I don't know. I don't even know oh. how to tell you how, why we had so much stuff or how. But I mean, we tried. We tried to get rid of stuff. Um and we did. We got rid of a bunch of stuff, but it just it didn't the, matter. There's no amount of getting rid of things that would have been enough. Not when you have acreage. Yeah. Yeah. It's just everything's all spread it's out. Spread. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So sold the chicken coop. Oh yeah. Saying uh, goodbye to the chickens was no fun. Yeah. That was a sad day. Yeah, that's a bummer. That was um, I think that was kind of my last sad day about it about mm-hmm. the whole thing. And then once the chickens, you know, sailed on down the road, I was like, all right, okay, I'm done being sad about it. Yeah. Just like made a choice to, yep. um, to move on, move forward or whatever. Yeah. It seems like probably the faster you can get there, the better in most situations. Yeah. Like, you know, instead of like ca- sitting there and causing yourself more and more agony by just like being bummed about it, but. Man, sometimes it's so hard to let go of that thing. Like, oh, that you're yeah. just chewing on like a, I don't know, like a pit bull or something. Like you just won't let it go. Yeah. The I, sadness. I think um, I tend to be the kind of person that just like, I go, okay, I'm super sad. And wh- okay. And then my, like, I have to use my logic. <laughs> okay. What's making me sad? Okay. What is it? Like, what can I do about it? How can I stop it? Like I have to stop it because I'm the I'm the zookeeper. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you're keeping you know, keeping things keep, in line, I man. Keeping keep the, the trains running on time. That's right. You gotta keep the trains running. Keeping the zoo. We bought a zoo. No, we didn't buy a zoo. <laughs> That's a movie. No, we have a zoo because we have children. <laughs> you know, so you're the keeper of the zoo when you have kids. That's right. I mean, that's the way I feel about it anyway. Yeah. So like one of the one of the benefits of me knowing all these bicycling people is that I knew some people um who had a place um that I had no idea but they were interested in renting. So like I remember posting something on Facebook maybe or Twitter or something like uh you know saying that we were looking to move and that we needed a place that would take a dog mm-hmm. and preferably like on the west side of town. Right. And so some friends reached out and were like, hey, we're actually looking for, we're, we weren't, but like we've been thinking about this and saw your thing and we wanted to know if you'd be interested in like maybe renting our house and we're going to move. Right. Or whatever. Out of state. You know? Yeah. So it was mm-hmm. like a weird kind of lucky it was. Quote unquote, you know, I like so. situation. Well, yeah, I guess looking back on it. it yeah, it was. It yeah. was better than the alternative for sure. Even though it wasn't all gumdrops and <laughs> no. roses and I mean, when you consider the situation, okay, like we've got no plan, no money. Um, you know, we haven't prepared. We you know, ha- have this dog. You know, we've got all these He's kind huge. of issues. Yeah, he weighs 135 pounds. <laughs> like we have all Nobody's these issues. Dog. We have bad credit. I mean, we had a lot of barriers. So I, I think like in retrospect, when I think about their um offering that to us, I feel like they're very generous. I mm-hmm. think they're they are very sweet people. And um, you know, like I I am very appreciative of them, you know, offering that to us when 
really we were strangers. I mean, yeah. you weren't a stranger so much, but the rest of us were. Yeah, I mean, and, like practically. Yeah. Um, so I remember we went out and looked at this place and, you know, we were kind of getting down to the wire, always in a rush, you know? Uh, like we knew the house was going to close. Yeah. The escrow on the short sale. Yeah. Everything was pretty so much. Was like, oh, yeah. Fuck, what are we going to do? Like, yeah. You know. And we went out there and looked at it. And so um, this house was, it was definitely on the west side, but it was like 15 miles from, you know, Redding. And yeah. Red, Redding's like basically the, uh, you know, metropolis of the North State. So, you know, when you think about uh, the North State, you're probably thinking about San Francisco, but the North State actually starts in Sacramento and yeah. goes all the way to the Oregon border. So when you're talking about that giant swath of like unoccupied land, Redding's like, you know, the biggest place. Yeah. And so I think lots of people just forget that anything exists north of like Sacramento, oh. San Francisco. They're just like, oh, that's just Oregon up there. Yeah. Well, right? I mean, I, I get that. I think that that's, <laughs> I mean, there's really not a whole lot of memorable stuff. Between... It is just Oregon up here, <laughs> man. Uh, Oregon wouldn't like it if you said that. big conspiracy, man. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we are living in the state of Jefferson, right? That's what they, that's what they say. That's what he said. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> um, that is what he said. Yeah. So, um, Damn. yeah, so, the, so this little house, it wasn't really all that little, but it was nice. It was, um, I mean, picture like a resort kind of cabin sort of house that was in the mountains, you know, like in a forest, Yeah, something you might go and, um, you know, take a vacation and, uh, get, get away from it all. Yeah. You know, get away from it all. No internet. Um, n- no neighbors really just kind of, you know, Hold isolated. On a no internet. No, you don't. You don't need that. Not when you're just getting away from it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It did. It did. I was stoked, man. I know. I was so excited about it because uh, you know I was all into mountain biking, and yeah. this was like moving like way closer to mountain bike yeah. territory or whatever. So it was like instead of me driving all the way into Reading and then another couple miles, you know, and then riding from town or driving. Yep. basically where we were going to live now. Right. Uh, and then riding, I would just be able to ride from the house. Yeah. You know? Totally. And uh, so, yeah, I was pretty stoked, man. And uh, I'd been by there a few times, you know, and right. whatever. It, right. It seemed cool. It was, yeah. It felt like a, like a little mountain cabin. Yeah. And it was a nice house. And it was well kept and yeah. the yard was nice. And, you know, so, I mean, upon, you know, first inspection, first go around, everything seemed great. They actually had a really nice piano that they were leaving behind and and offered to let us use it, which worked out great because Morgan needed to practice on a piano. And, um, you know, there was plenty of room for the dog and, um, it felt similar to where we had lived before, which, you know, so had some property, didn't have neighbors right next to, you know, your window, all those things. So it was, it was like, that's a great solution and it was a price we could afford. So, I mean, all said, we felt like we hit the jackpot, I think. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Um, and so we began the horrible process of packing up uh, all of the items in the dream house. And we were <laughs> um, really too, you know, like ashamed and embarrassed to ask anyone to come over and help us move yet again. I think that we felt like we'd used up our favors and... Mm-hmm. 
we just didn't really want to deal with it, you know? And so we were like, well, between the four of us, <laughs> keep in mind the kids are like nine four. and four or something. Yeah. Uh, we're going to pack all everything on this property up and take it, you know, 20 plus miles away from here. It's not that far. From... You said 15 miles, but it's like, you know, eight miles from Reading. And so maybe it's 15 miles from our old house. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's be accurate here with our language, man. I'm so sorry. (laughs) That's so interesting. Uh, My goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So um, it was a drive. Can we say that? It was a honk. Okay, it was a, a bitch honk. of a honk. Okay, all right. It turned out to be way more of a bitch of a honk. Too. Uh, yeah, I mean that eight miles that you're talking about that that sounds like nothing, but for some reason it feels far away when you go there. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I'm sure every if anyone's listening to this that lives in like you know L.A. or New York, you're like eight miles. What are you talking about? Yeah. You know? But um, it's eight long, lonely miles. I don't. You know? But no traffic, man. <laughs> Wide open roads. <laughs> maybe a few deers. Um. Get so to, you get to drive through a very picturesque little. Oh, it's very picturesque. Oh, yes, very picturesque. Mm -hmm. Um, So when we we finally hit a breaking point and decided we needed some help, and, you know, this was a lot of, like, moving in the dark and um, unloading stuff by flashlight. I mean, we really just kind of (laughs) screwed up on that. So when we – that was, like, the first run. Mm. And then uh, we had multiple runs with this giant – the biggest U-Haul you can get. I think the next day, the second attempt – what we decided, well, we've got to back the truck up to the house yeah. so that we don't have such a long way to go, uh-huh. you know, from the truck to the house because uh, we're getting tired. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, okay, well, do you think you can back this truck up this driveway? Now, keep in mind, this driveway is like a quarter of a mile long almost, and it's windy. It's windy and yeah. kind of like on the edge of a little... It's not that long, but it's like... It's long. With... It's really hard to... Uh, back a car up in <laughs> so if you want to like really challenge yourself try to back up a fully loaded uh biggest u-haul you can get up this thing and had like yeah it had like this turn on the steepest part of it and stuff so we're like trying to back it up back it up or whatever and like skidding out and stuff like that and like man we finally got it up there but it was like okay well i'm never gonna do that again so this is the last right did we do it twice though oh yeah Okay, and the piano mind. guy, the piano guys had to do it too. When we moved away from there, oh god, they had to back their truck up there too. We had yeah. to, we had to remove branches and big sections of trees. I mean, you know, it was a whole, a whole process. Um, so that driveway was that was the first kind of like, oh wow, that was really hard. Yeah, you know, kind of thing that happened. I did not see that as a sign of any kind, but you know, there. <laughs> <laughs> thinking back on it, man, that was definitely that was definitely an omen. Yeah, and then something else happened when we were moving stuff in those first couple of days, right? Like, yeah, well, a few things happened actually. Come to think of it, like I don't know, like my uh, we finally called in for help, right? Right. So, like, my mom and dad and my brother and sister, right, came. And, you know, helped us, like, unload unload the truck or whatever. Right. And, like, we, you know, backed the truck up, got it up there, and pulled the big, long loading ramp out. 
And then something happened. I can't remember if it was that. It like gouged into the wood of the the entryway deck or mm, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no. And then so like I think my dad dropped something and it like broke <laughs> one of the tiles or whatever. I'm just like, oh, shit. Things are like going downhill here yeah. already. Yeah. I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> we just got here, man. <laughs> yeah, we also um, we moved a really big refrigerator there that we had bought, and it didn't fit. Oh, I forgot about the fridge. Yep. So we held this thing over there, and we're thinking like, oh. My parents took it, right? Yeah. My parents had to take it home. Like, we would have had to remove cabinets, and we were like, that's not happening. So we were just yeah, like. especially not in our house. We had to buy a refrigerator or something like it, it just was like yeah that's not happening um so there was a few things like that we also um just didn't anticipate like the amount of outside stuff that we had and where was that gonna go mm-hmm. and you know and so there's just we this, had like a segment of the garage so we could yeah. put quite a bit of stuff but like a good portion of the garage still had uh, the the uh, landlord's things right. in it, like that they weren't prepared to take where they were moving to yet. Right. And I there was a scramble at the end to like, you know, for my dad to like take the riding lawnmower and can you take the rototiller home and can you yeah. <laughs> store all of this fencing? And, you know, like we just had a lot of big, heavy um, items like that that, you know, you just get kind of get used to having. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And then you're like, oh, yeah, like, I guess those are ours and we don't want to just like leave them here. Right. No, and we couldn't. Right. Yeah. I mean, we had to take every scrap of everything away from there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's just like, man, that that stuff you don't think about. And then like the the end of a move is always like a frenzy, too. You're just like so done and everything and just like, uh, oh, yeah. And, yeah, you know, I was definitely, oh, like, it took forever to put our table together or something. I remember that. It's just like, oh, yeah. we're just, like, trying to chill out and, like, eat dinner or something like that. Like, there's no table because we not, can't yeah. figure out how to put it together <laughs> or it's just taking forever to do it. The ki- like, yeah, the kids had to sleep on a blow-up mattress for, like, a month. You know, like, we sold their bed, didn't buy another bed. It's like, oh, right, um, hmm, we don't have any money, so... Just yeah. sleep on a blow-up bed. <laughs> the blow-up bed got a hole in it. I was like, okay, so, wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> good parent award. My kids are sleeping on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's many things like that where we just were like, wow, didn't think that through. Okay, didn't think that through. And I haven't thought of it since. Yeah. <laughs> really? That's funny, though. I completely forgot about them not having a bed. Oh, know? yeah. Just like. Yeah, yeah. We made it before work. Before that, we'd sold their bed. We had their we had hammocks. Oh yes, that we, they were sleeping in. We did some weird we did ass some shit. Some weird man. stuff. I think we're weirdos. We're so weird. <laughs> Why? I don't know. What happened? If we knew that, I mean, we probably wouldn't be talking about all this stuff, right? <laughs> I guess so. I guess um, not. Yeah. So. So, I mean, once we got all moved in and everything was kind of settled and the move process was done, I I mean, I didn't really spend too much time thinking about the old house, you know? I don't think you did either, right? Well, even though you had to drive by it like two or three times a week to <laughs> take Morgan to classes. Uh, yeah, that was a little tough at first. So that was like a 40-mile round trip situation there, mm-hmm. at least. Well, and you usually had to, because like where Morgan was going to classes was pretty close to our old house. Right. So it's like you had to drive 
in the morning, like way across town. Oh, yeah. Well, we actually got down to just having one car. And then we had one car and a scooter. And then the scooter stopped working. Mm -hmm. And then we were back to one car. And uh, I had to, like, drop you off at work. And then I had to, you know, like, take Morgan to a class that started at 7.45 in the morning. And then, you know, like, uh, it was, yeah, that was just a lot, a lot of driving. And so. um, So were you starting to go, like, like, oh, shit. A little bit. Uh, I think I was mainly at the in the beginning just thinking, like, that's a lot of gas. And we're driving a car that gets nine miles to the gallon. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, eating us alive. <laughs> you know? And that's all, that's the only car we have. Right. Yeah. Great car, but just awful gas mileage and, like... Not yeah. meant for commuting. And oh. anyway, like, yeah. So I started to be like, wow, that's... I'm going to have to not leave the house. Like, I'm going to have to leave the house less. Like I started doing this thing where it was like little house on the prairie where it was like, I'm only going to go to town on Tuesday and Thursday, you know, and I'm going to do all my errands while I'm in town. So I don't have to like, you know, fire up the car. And, you know, I mean, it got so bad. I had to start like, um, carrying a gas can of gas with me because I, if you started running out of gas out there, there was no gas station. You know, like you couldn't be like, oh, I'll get gas yeah, tomorrow, right. you know? Like the closest gas would was like, yeah, six miles, I think, at least. Maybe more than that. I don't know. Maybe more. Anyway. But, yeah. but so um, there wasn't anything in this in this little town, basically. What, what was this? What, yeah. Paint the picture for me of what, <laughs> remind me what this little, little town, this mountain uh, uh, cabin yeah. that we lived in was in. This is kind of in quotes. Yeah, this is kind of ironic because this little town uh, used to be called Old Shasta. This is the town that I don't think it was called Old Shasta. Yeah, it was totally called Old Shasta. Like when it they started it, they're just like let's put up some shit here. (laughs) This this town is called Old Shasta. Well, it's kind of called New Shasta when they built it. I don't know, but (laughs) I mean, on the sign for years it was called Old Shasta, and then they changed it to Shasta. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. But I think, I'm sure they renamed it. They didn't name it like Old Shasta. What did they name it then? Like when people were just like putting up bricks and stuff and like building their uh, whatever, their uh, blacksmith shop and stuff. They're like, right. we live in Old Shasta in like 1860 or something. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Dude. I mean,. Can you tell me what they called it when they built it? Was it just Shasta? I think it was. Think so it, was it went from Shasta. Shasta to Old Shasta and back to Shasta. Is I think that it right? needed to be di- <laughs> differentiated from Mount Shasta and Shasta County. Maybe. How about Lake Shasta? How about, how about Shasta Lake? How about Shasta Lake City? Shasta Lake City is uh, just called Shasta Lake. And then the lake is called Lake Shasta. No, Shasta Lake City is called Shasta Lake City. No, it's called Shasta Lake. It used to be called Shasta Lake. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Okay, we're going to have to figure this out. We're going to have to look this up and uh, we'll get back to you. Do you want me to paint the picture of this town or not? I do. <laughs> okay. Please paint it for me. Okay, be Shut quiet. me up. Be quiet. <laughs> okay so the irony of this 
little part of our lives is that when we were younger, like when we were dating, okay, we used to drive through Old Shasta. Let's just call it Old Shasta, shall we? Let's call it Old Shasta. Okay. To go to Whiskey Town Lake, all right, which is a big national park. And there's a, a nice place to swim there. And, you know, it was, we felt like that was a little escape, you know, like we could get out of town a little bit. We could get away from our family. We could go someplace, you know, not terribly far away, but feel like it was far away. Yeah. And we did quite a bit of swimming um, at a place we like to call Gillette Beach. Yes. Why was it called Gillette Beach? Did people like shave there a lot? <laughs> well, maybe accidentally because <laughs> the rocks were so sharp. Very inviting. Yeah, it was... Um, Bring your f- fucking Tevas or whatever. Like, Yeah, don't take them off either because uh, your feet will be cut to ribbons. Don't even bother with those little bitch-ass <laughs> water socks. Those things will be cut to shreds, man. Yeah. Um, so it was like a kind of a hidden little place. It wasn't like the main beach hangout, you know. Because, you know, if you want to go somewhere where there's no one and maybe you want to be scantily clad, that was the place to go. Hell yeah, dude. It sounds awesome. Let's go. Oh, there's like 500 people there now. Right now? I mean, Gillette Beach has been discovered. <laughs> oh, I went there uh, recently. Oh, you did? Yeah. You know, um, something else happened there last year that we'll talk about. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, like there's very few places to like go to the water. Right. Like, so. Is that one that's of one them? That's one of them. Oh, but I didn't okay. see anybody else there. Hey, maybe it's time to go back. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, we used to really think about, um, old Shasta as being this cute little kind of, um, you know, little small town, these little, uh, general store kind of shops and, you know, old timey, like blacksmith set up and historical landmarks. And yeah, it was like a museum there. Yeah. Like, that's cute. You know, and it, it felt a little different. Super cute. It felt a little different, you know, than like what your everyday life was like. Mm-hmm. So. I actually had a fantasy when we were like teenagers of us living out there. Oh, I forgot about that. You know what I mean? Like that was going to be like our little, we're going to have a little bungalow out there. (laughs) Dude. I know, right? I'd be so close to the lake and like. That sounds awesome. Eat organic cheese or something. I don't know what we're going to do. (laughs) You're a big time cheese eater back then, huh? I know. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was into yoga though. I was like, you know, into yoga and, you know. Like Hell yeah. Eastern uh, mysticism. <laughs> I mean, really? as did a, you have those chimes? No, I don't remember anything. Well, you know, it was like, like a trendy kind of thing, not like as like a religion. Oh, okay, I see. You know, like you only get chimes if you're into the religion. Uh, yeah, I think that's like taking it to another next okay. level. So, yeah. um, anyway, just picture you know like a green you know wooded forest area. Lots of old houses from oh, like, yeah. you know, the 1800s, 1900s. Um, there is Jay's Market, which uh, used to have gas. It does not anymore. But it is the place to go if you need ice on the way to the lake. Oh, yeah. If you need bait. beer, bait. Uh, you need like bacon. Pi- pickled. It's got like the three know, Bs. Pickled, beer, bait, bacon. Eggs or something. You know, oh, you yeah. go in there and you get your hog- oh, hog- lotto tickets. Lot, yeah, lotto tickets. Candy, chips. Yep, 
candy and chips. Damn, dude. I mean, that place like super came in handy. It sure did. <laughs> um, and that that's kind of the most modern little place. And then there's the post office. Yeah. And then there's the place where people sell strawberries. And, you know, and then there's the museum. And then there's the courthouse and the old jail. And, you know, and every, all the seniors in high school go out there and get their senior portraits done, you know, right. by the bricks. We had and some family uh, pictures done there. We did. Um, I didn't have any senior portraits because I dropped out of high school uh but uh i didn't because i was a bastard (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't a bastard i was just a bastard about getting my picture taken oh yeah you are and going to graduations i guess you graduated huh i did but i didn't go to my graduation oh yeah um that's how cool i am hell yeah uh, so, um, anyway, that's, you know, you can picture that. Right. And so I never thought to myself any of those times that I was driving out there, mm-hmm. like this is a little ghost town. What yeah. a cute little ghost town, a little abandoned town, uh, full of impoverished people. Mm-hmm. N- never crossed my mind. Right. I thought what a beautiful place with historic, you know, landmarks. I want to live there. I want to live there. That would be fun. Uh, yeah, that, that blows my mind to live there. The, you wanting to live there before <laughs> thing. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, it was my little romantic fantasy, you know, back when I had romantic thoughts. So it was a romantic fantasy. And then at some point after we moved there, after we fulfilled the romantic we fantasy did. in every single way, yep, you realized that it's a ghost town. <laughs> A legit ghost town. Like one oh. side of the one side of the street has like you know buildings that are still intact. The other side of the street used to have buildings that were intact, but they're ruins of like brick buildings and like you know a picture like uh, the show Deadwood. Like yeah, yeah, you for know, sure. Like a wooden uh, boardwalk or whatever. So that like that's where the bank used to get be. I mean, pictures taken. This is like in the gold rush times. This is like where the saloon was, where the bank was. That's right. And then, you know, through fires and, um, all kinds of like horrible, you know, like time, time that passed and horrible events that destroyed the buildings. Mm-hmm. And that's what's left. And so this is a, this is a gold rush ghost town. Right. And the, the only thing that's there now is just the residents. And so, um, I quickly started to realize why (laughs) this historical landmark spot is considered a ghost town. First of all, it's very isolated. Again, it's not that far from town, but it's isolated. The people that live there, they like isolation. Um, There's a lot of people out there that want their private property private. They don't want people on their property. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of like, you know. Don't tread on me. Don't tread on me. Don't uh, approach my front door, you know, unless you want to be shot. Like, right. there's a lot of that mentality. Don't just like go knocking on the neighbor's door because no. they might greet you with a shotgun or like yeah. that. I don't know. That never happened to us, but like that. Uh, I didn't. That was the vibe. I never approached a neighbor's door. <laughs> oh, you were smart. <laughs> you know, to be honest. Yeah. I guess um, I did one time or something, maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, it was like, well, there's this cute little post office. Yeah. Oh, but that's because you can't get any mail at your house. Right. And because everybody's houses are too far apart. And so you've got to get a P.O. box. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's cool in the gang. But then you can't get a package delivered by UPS or FedEx or anyone for that matter. You couldn't pay enough money to get a package delivered at your house. And, you know, 
there's a lot of places that don't deliver to the post office. And so I started encountering these problems like right away because of having my Etsy business. Like I depended on being able to order supplies and have them delivered to my house in order to fulfill orders. Where did you have them send them? Like if they weren't USPS. I I started having to have them sent to the motorcycle shop, my mom's Mm -hmm. house, you know, so it just became this constant like coordination of like packages with this (laughs) this fabric or whatever. I got to have it today because I've got to ship this thing out two days from now and I've got to sew it. I mean, it it contributed to my stress and anxiety about making money. Um, Yeah. So that was a major like. That was hard. Um, Like realization right away. I think the other thing about, you know, old Shasta is that it has a pretty significant reputation uh, in its, you know, past history that makes it very strange. And I think that it also attracts a lot of strange people. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is kind of a combination of private hermits and old hippies. Right. You know, Um, and just kooks, you know. Um, and part of the, re- part of the reason that it is like that is because first of all, it, like I said, it's impoverished. So there's an iron mountain mine that is basically located in old Shasta, very close up on the top of this mountain. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> in the old days, that was one of the resources that was exploited, you know, iron and copper mining, iron and huge. copper mining, um, not in a sustainable way whatsoever. Right. Um, and I'm sure that it took a uh, significant toll on the people that worked in those mines, but it basically left this awful toxic waste dump Yeah. inside the mountain. <laughs> yeah. In the actual mine, it's like a super fun cleanup site. You can look it up. It's very it's, strange. Yeah. It's crazy. Like it, it, it's so toxic in there that the only things that can live are this strange bacteria or something like that. And like, if you, what was some of that stuff? Like if you went in there for more than 90 seconds, you'd come out and your lungs would burn <laughs> to a crisp or something like that. I, I don't mean, know. You, you can't go in there Just without oxygen. Right. And, um, the, and NASA actually sent like an unmanned little robot thing in there and it never came back. <laughs> 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 I mean, stuff like that. Where there is something in there, man. Whew, whatever it is, it ain't good. Well, and uh, we've got... Balrog or something, man. Yeah, exactly. We've got, you know, we depend on this water supply. Uh, Old Chasta particularly depends on groundwater for their water. Um, and the water that we had when we lived there was awesome, like spring water. Um, but that mine is also there, and it's, you know... It's like being held back, like all of its toxins, mm-hmm. by like this dam that's controlled by a generator. And if for any reason that generator breaks, all of this toxic waste is just going to dump into the Sacramento River, <laughs> which supplies all the water for, you know, Redding and Southern California. I mean, you know, the Sacramento River is pretty important. Um, so there's that. That's one very bizarre thing. Cool. It's a devastated area. Nothing will grow there. Like yeah, but, all the smelting and stuff that they did basically made it so that you know, like it's just now when you look on the ridges and you see like big pine trees, like right. you know, pretty tall, like right. big big trees, and then the rest of it was just like totally just rock, out, like 
rock and manzanita scrub Mm -hmm. and just like it's really steep it's like a crazy area right so basically there's people that live up there though i mean that that around it in it i mean (laughs) no no that's mount shastarians mount shasta Uh, not old shasta mount shasta yeah shasta lake yeah or lake shasta no no it's Old. old Shasta. Shasta. No Lemurians. Okay. Only ghosts. Okay. Right. Oh, Ghost Town. And Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. And, um. (laughs) Did you see Bigfoot there? Not me. Oh, okay. But people have. I mean, unless you're talking about me. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't go that far. Um, you're not a big hairy beast with, you know, giant feet. Uh, (laughs) pretty much sums it up, you know what I mean? Uh, the other the other kinds of uh, you know unusual things that live in Old Shasta are uh, you know the neighbors. We had neighbors that ha- were growing pot, you know, basically where we could see it from our driveway. Yeah, this was before pot became legal, so it was definitely like a no no um, at that time. And well, it was like medical marijuana was here, but like yeah. Well, yeah, it wasn't like oh yeah, pot's legal. Go ahead. That was probably like a legal situation. Yeah. And then we've got we had some people behind us that definitely were doing some kind of meth cooking, uh, meth taking. <laughs> they were really weird and out of control a lot. Yeah. Um, and they were our back fence neighbors. Like you know, tons of cars, like and like junk strewn everywhere and stuff like that. Big like, buses and yeah, motorhomes and it was sketchy. Screaming and people coming and going like. All, all, day. all day and all night. Yeah, driving yeah. up and down that, that driveway. <laughs> crazy. Yep. Yeah, so we had some crazy, interesting neighbors. Oh, yeah. And we really never got to know them. No. Nobody wanted to be gotten to know. And, like, it was just kind of like, stay away from me. Like, this yeah. is my property. It's like a, a town, a community of people, most of whom, like, just don't want to have anything to do with one another. They're right. It's like, this is, I came here to be... To sit on this mountain right. on Mars and build <laughs> clocks or whatever <laughs> with my mind. And I don't want anybody to tell me anything about it because I know I'm right. That's the attitude, you know. Yeah. There's, so, some, there's some really nice people that live there too. I, um, yeah. You know, just like anywhere. I also, um, so this was again like a humbling thing, right? Like when we lived uh, in Palisadro in our dream house, we had internet that worked great. Oh, yeah. And I based she basically everything I did with my business on that working. Never even considered for one moment that there was a place close by where there would be no internet. Mm-hmm. So I never checked to see if this house that we were renting had internet. I talked with uh, I talked with them about that, and they were like. Yeah, here's what you can do. You can do this, uh, you know, MiFi thing, and it gets pretty good signal with, you know, Apple devices and stuff. So, you know, like we were like, oh, okay. So we did that. <laughs> that was a joke. Um, or I don't know what happened, but like the MiFi we got didn't have the right signal. or Like, I don't know. It didn't cre- work. It's crazy. Like it, where we were was like in the shadow of this mountain or whatever. Right. And where we needed to get signal from was like Blocked. the other side of that mountain. Mm-hmm. So it was like, yeah, this 
radio signals don't really work like that. They don't go through mm-hmm. mountains. Yeah. And uh, the the more we tried to fix it, it was almost like the worse it got. I remember at one point we were hanging a cell phone of some sort out on the porch um, in a plastic bag. Whoa. To like get this reception we thought. Was that the MiFi thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and to make Wi-Fi uh-huh. in the house. Oh, yeah, it didn't work. Um, if I walked out like down the driveway to the mailbox, great reception, worked great. You know, up the driveway and in the Wait, house. There wasn't a mailbox. Oh, I'm sorry. Not the mailbox. I guess what I mean is the... the cactus? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean like the street sign. You know, walk yeah. all the way down to the street. A little stroll. Yeah. Um, so, and then I walk around the property, an entire acre that just didn't seem to have any reception whatsoever. So... We gave that up, and then uh, we had a satellite guy come out and mm-hmm. install a satellite. Yeah. And I remember, like, he was on the ladder installing the satellite, and I was like, I'm pretty much willing to pay whatever it costs to have internet that works. I was like, is there any way you can test this satellite, you know, and let me know what you think, if it's going to work? Yeah. He was like, you're basically, like, what we call, like, one you know, whatever he called it, it was like one one thousandth of a degree off from getting like the satellite reception that you should get. I was like, huh, already. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, so we we just were like, there's nothing else we can do. We got the satellite internet. Yeah. We like sat down to watch Netflix um, on our computer, mind you. We didn't have a TV. Right. And um, we're isolated out there. It's yeah. Like, Nothing else There's to do at nothing night. else. <laughs> and we like start watching Netflix and it's working. And we're like, okay, Oh my awesome. God. Thank, praise the Lord. Yeah. yeah. I think we're watching Parks and Rec. Oh, oh man. Yeah. We watched some this, Parks and Rec. Isn't this great? This is awesome. And then it starts buffering. And then it was buffering and it buffered so long we went to bed. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, Did we just, we decided to try uh, like a contract or something to get this and like yeah it doesn't work great either it's like when like it would load things fast for a minute or whatever and then it would totally back off so we got to the point essentially where we're paying like hundreds of dollars like a couple hundred bucks for internet that doesn't work it doesn't stream video it doesn't stream video i mean you there's can, problems you could answer an email um you know <laughs> you could make you could make a phone call yeah <laughs> uh, um you could let's say write a word document yeah you know? i don't think you even need internet for that <laughs> good thing yeah too. exactly <laughs> um yeah it was totally unreliable and so i i started having to like go to starbucks and mm-hmm. when i really needed to like do something like upload photos to my etsy shop or <laughs> You know, upload a video or download a video or, you know, whatever. Yeah, which you had to do all the time to keep up on things. And, I, yeah, so I had to go to Starbucks and sit there and, you know, uh, work on my <laughs> my Etsy shop as fast as I could while the kids were, you know, like slowly falling apart, melting yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that uh, was Sitting hard. at Starbucks for multiple multiple hours. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, not, not so great. <laughs> For um, kids who just want to play or whatever. Oh yeah. Well, kids that want to play or just are can't sit. Yeah. You know, there's that too. That's true. 
They're not the easiest. <laughs> not ones. the sitting kind, you know. Not kind of like a sit still and chill type of no. type of family. No. I mean, you. Oh, I can. I guess. At least when you were a kid, but <laughs> I can't sit still for for shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was that was a real treat, man. The uh, the internet situation out there was crazy or whatever. And I had yeah. We that spent, was affecting your business. Yeah. We spent like tons of money trying and to figure time. it out. Never really got nope. it figured out. I had, you know, I was doing the book at this time. I got yes. this gig to like um, write this book. And as part of that, I had to do a bunch of internet research and stuff. So I had to do stuff there. And then like when it wasn't working, leave, come back, like print things out. Like it was, it was pretty crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, and so that was a huge, huge project too during that time. Oh like yeah. When I think back to this time, it's like so many different things going on at once. It's really hard to like pick out what was going on when here and there. But like the book really got kind of hot and heavy soon after we moved there, I think. It did, yeah. yeah. Right away. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like having to like do trips like down to the Bay Area mm-hmm. or whatever, <laughs> leaving you with no car. Yep. Apparently, mm-hmm. stranded, <laughs> stranded on the mountainside. <laughs> no internet. No, no internet. No doctor in sight. There was a telephone, right? Yeah, the landline. Yeah. Man, that's nice. That's mm-hmm. deluxe. But you know, like if I got a call, okay, my phone's ringing. My cell phone. Your cell phone. Cell phone's ringing. Okay, here's what I'd have to do. It rings once. I'm like, oh no. If it was like you know an important call, let's say for my business. <laughs> yeah. I would have to grab my phone, find some shoes because, you know, the yard's covered with like thistles, uh, run out to the kid's playset. Backyard. Cl- in the backyard. Climb up the like ladder thing for the slide. Get all the way up to the top and then like stand on my tiptoes facing a certain direction and like get one bar and answer the phone <laughs> without it dropping the call. And I could get out there and get on top of the slide before it's like it a, went to voicemail. Some sort of agility contest or something <laughs> there. Like, you must have missed a ton of calls. I did, and it was really stressful. And by the time I answered the phone, I was totally out of breath. Yeah, <laughs> totally out of breath, uh, sweating. You know, just living it, living that's the like, life. Yeah, that's like beyond belief, man. That's like <laughs> something out of the fucking, like, Lucy. Yeah, the Lucy and Desi show. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, so uh, needless to say, the writing was on the wall about uh, three, four months into that. That, like, yeah, we are really alone out here. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But were you already thinking we got to do something about this? Not at that point. Because I wasn't. No, I, I was still just, I was like, just like, I couldn't fathom moving again or doing anything. Oh, I was just like, no, oh, I got to make this work. Such a crazy, traumatic yeah. move, like every yeah. move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was a, in the place, like, the long, oh, that's that's another thing that was, like, sort of an omen, like, we brought the cats there. Yes. And they freaked out and ran away. Immediately. Immediately. Day one. Never saw one of the cats, the female right. cat. Right. Uh, pepper? <laughs> yeah, Pepper. <laughs> I forgot the name of the cat. <laughs> well, it's been a long time. It has been a long time. Uh, Pe- Jack and Pepper. Jack and Pepper. Um, Pepper Jack. 
Yeah. Pepper Jack cheese. Was that was that what it was about? No. No? No. That's weird. Well, I don't one, think I ever th- one about was that. Jack because he was orange, like a Jack Lantern. And the other one was gray, like Pepper. Pepper. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're great. Brother and sister cats. Cute, wonderful cats. We brought them out there. They fucked right off. <laughs> they're just like, what the hell are you guys doing? To yep. us, yep. we are freaking out and leaving. Never saw Pepper again. Nope. And then, like, crazily, we didn't see Jack for, like, probably two months, I think. Yeah, Probably a months. solid two months. Yep. And then, like, I'm hanging out on the couch one night. I don't even think you were there. You had something going and we're in town, maybe, or something. And uh, I hear, I hear, like, something get on the deck out back or whatever. And then I hear a cat uh meowing or whatever and come in right right at the screen door in the back or whatever like i'm like oh my god that's jack that is so crazy that was crazy it's like he climbed up a tree disappeared (laughs) into like another realm (laughs) then like came back through the portal right climbed down the tree onto the deck and was like okay i'm cool now man yeah like come in and and he he hung out. Yeah, he did. He he hung around. He was like, "Yeah, I'm back. This is the shit now, man. <laughs> I've been I've been like out catting around for two months. Get like he yeah. must have gotten attacked by something or I, th- I think he got trapped in somebody's garage or somebody's shed or something. You know, like he went and hid and then it was like somebody shut the door and then he was trapped in there or something. I don't know. I'm amazed he yeah, survived. Whatever happened to him? Yeah, but we pretty much decided like okay. Like, yeah. If you don't see a cat for a couple of weeks, you're kind of like, all right. Well, he made a full recovery and he peed all over the couch. Oh, that's yeah. right. So, <laughs> just on the couch. You know, um, I mean, I'm glad he convalesced and everything, but he really pissed me off <laughs> being on the couch. Yeah, because like I think we got the couch. Yeah, we had just gotten the couch. And I then mean, you Jack know, Jack came back and pissed on the yeah. couch. And yeah. then it's like, okay, our couch, no matter what we do now, will smell like piss until the end of time. Um, and we took to injecting, like, um, <laughs> what was that? Like some sort of jasmine oil yeah, or something essential, like that. Essential oil. Some night blooming uh-huh. jas- uh, jasmine, like, into the. Um, I still, pillows. I still can't smell jasmine. It will forever smell like cat pee to me. Yeah, we I'll ruin that. What about that night blooming jazz we got around here, though? Oh, that that's nice, but it's actually grapefruit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, those yeah. grapefruit blossoms smell freaking crazy, they dude. Do. I love those things. They're awesome. Um, yeah. So the the cat came back. Like there were all kinds of like little animal things that were going on out there, man. The place was, was very active with the wildlife. Yeah. There was a crazy mean death cat that was like a bobcat or something almost. Like it was wild. It was a feral cat. It would like like fuck up other cats. Well, it ate jackrabbits. Ate jackrabbits. Full grown jackrabbits. Yeah. Yeah. The thing was like pure evil. Like uh, a few times when it would show up and like it chased Jack up a tree or something like that. Yeah. And then I'd look at it and it would be like, what's up? Yeah, I was not afraid. Like, it's going to, like, come after me. Yeah. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, was that a, a mountain lion? No, that was a domestic cat, but it okay. was, like, the biggest domestic cat I've ever seen. It was huge, man. It's so yeah. mean. So there was that. There was, um, there were king snakes. Yep. That, uh, that like, 
showed up and stuff. We never saw a rattlesnake on the property. Um, and I think it was because these king snakes were like holding down the fort, man. Yeah, they were eating them. And they were beautiful, like red and black mm-hmm. ringed like yep. king snakes. The kid, uh, Morgan. Yeah, I did think he catch. I think Morgan caught it. He's probably the snake yeah. snake charmer. Oh yeah, well, both of them. They were like a wild America out there. Like oh, they yeah. they were like every animal that approached the property, they caught it. Right, because there ke- were a lot more wild animals yeah. there than there were at the old place. Can we like, keep it? Can we have it? Yeah. Can, can we, we love keep, it forever? No. Can we keep the six, no. uh, five to six foot long king snake or whatever? And then yeah, they bring this king snake over, and I'm like, oh my god, that snake is huge! It's so awesome. Yeah. But I was, you know, I don't like handling. You're snakes not big on snakes. Yeah. I'm not deathly afraid of them, but I'm not all super into them either. So I got a big fifty gallon like yard bin, and we put the snake in there, and I'm I was like trying to get your attention so you could come check it out. And we looked away, and then I looked back, and the snake is just like, yeah, like climbing (laughs) right up out of it. Like it is not stopping that thing at all. No, because it it was like a foot longer than the trash can, so it basically just stood up and went right over the side. I'd never seen a snake do that. I thought (laughs) there's no way. Well, the only reason I knew is because I had a lot of experiences with snakes when I was a kid. You had some snake, uh, some king snake run-ins and other snake run-ins. I did. Like I had some bad experiences with snakes, but. I mean, you know, if you disturb a snake, they're going to, you know, retaliate. And if you're four years old, the snake doesn't care. (laughs) So, um, yeah. And then there was baby jackrabbits and there were birds and there was, uh, you know, those horrible um, potato bugs. Those Jerusalem crickets. Oh, my God. Yeah, those, those uh, huge things. Huge millipedes and all kinds of strange, like, arachnid kind of things that yeah. lived underneath logs. and um, But the real... Some of them lived to other places, too. Yeah, the real the real kicker was, uh, I think, about two or three weeks after we moved into this place, um, I was taking a shower and uh, just going about my, my day and grabbed my towel. Now... My towel was brown, um, and it, it was right out of the laundry. It had been in the laundry basket, so nice I thought fresh. nice and clean, no no problem there. Uh, hadn't used it yet, and picked it up and dried off my face, and um, something stung me right on the nose. And oh, like it, a bee or something? Uh, like first, a wasp? I thought it was a black widow. Oh shit! Really? Oh yeah! Like I freaked out. You're like, oh my that God. was my first thought. Yeah. I got bit by a black widow on my nose and my nose is gonna fall off <laughs> and i was like i have to find this thing like it, i just went into like you know um what's his name steve or Irwin mode like i was just like forget my nose like what was it like i gotta find it because of course like as it stung me i like but you, you were know, like in, in a kill mode yeah i was in kill mode like i flung it somewhere and i was like i gotta find it was in the bathtub uh-huh. so i'm looking around looking around and then i'm like maybe it was a wasp maybe it was a bee it was a scorpion yeah this little tiny scorpion i didn't even know there were scorpions in i didn't either this was a big surprise to me yeah so it was brown like my towel mm. Couldn't see it. Well, I nicely camouflaged. Oh, them. totally. Um, it was about. It was only like an inch long, but basically, it felt like a wasp stung me mm-hmm. and right on the nose. I gotta say, I was relieved. It wasn't a black widow. Sure. But I was like, okay, but are these scorpions like toxic? So then yeah. I had to, 
Well, I had to attempt getting on the internet for a half hour <laughs> to, you know, research. Was yeah. this a poison scorpion? Good thing it wasn't because I would have been dead by the time I found out. <laughs> Wait, by the time you found out. So you would have probably like passed out. <laughs> right. You've been on the floor. Right. And then like, you know, maybe a couple hours later, the kids come in from like, right. like wrangling king snakes or, <laughs> right. you know, catching uh, jackrabbit uh, babies yeah. or whatever. And they're like, oh my gosh. Oh, mom's passed out on the floor. They Let's call the like, ambulance. And then it'll take them an hour. To get there, <laughs> they've probably been like, Mom's asleep, let's eat cookies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mom's taking a nap, mom's like taking a nap sometimes. on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, no, I would have been dead. I was so so relieved that it wasn't, you know, something more serious for yeah. sure. So, um, anyway, needless to say, this this started to feel like a very Wild West sort of experience, it did, and it did start of start to feel like we were surviving it as well. In a way. Surviving it, yeah, and I, I, you know, for a long, long time, I was still like into it. Yeah, you were you know? into it for a while, um, and you know, like I think your main thing, your main focus at that time was getting that book done. Yeah, and that took a really long time. That was really difficult, mm-hmm. um, and then it was made even more difficult by the fact that you changed your day job, right, right in the middle of all of this, mm-hmm. too, like unexpectedly changed your day job. Yeah, yeah. So I. I stopped working at the motorcycle shop. Which is owned by your parents. Right. And went to work at this uh, non-profit. Non-profit. That was doing this raffle. So helping out with that. And then that job, like, I don't know. It's such a crazy time. Like that job morphed into this thing that then morphed into this other thing. So it was like construction and then doing coffee or whatever. Just like total yeah. upheaval and not and then on your weekends or your off days you had to be out doing these hikes and that mm. was like drive five hours do a hike with the dog take pictures write down all the information about the hike about the trail the yeah. location like and then come back as fast as you can and not spend any money and you know like we couldn't go with you because it was too expensive i mean the whole thing was just like so stressful yeah. um and again we just had this one car so for a long time, it was just like... <laughs> yeah, as part of the process, like, we got another car. We did. And then that yeah. started to, like, ease, like, some of that horribleness and tension or whatever. Right. But then again, the car blew up <laughs> <laughs> eventually. Yeah, the car I think blew while up. we still lived there, I don't know. Yes, while we lived it's there. It's all a little fuzzy, man. Yeah, but I think you're leaving the shop, which was your job of 10-plus years and yeah. your family business was very traumatic at the time. And yeah. but it was the right thing to do, I think, for you and, you know, just for the situation. Mm-hmm. Um but you, unfortunately, you just had to go through this period though of working for this nonprofit which actually ended up being like a a corrupt uh you know, sort of like toxic environment mm-hmm. that was not good for your mental health right. at all. Yeah. And um it was short-lived, but it was enough to really feel like a real kick in the face, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it really, this was like tough times, I think, for us. Mm. Yeah, as a couple? Yeah. I mean, like as a relationship? Yeah. Yeah, because I was also uh, doing some band stuff or That's whatever. Right. I was playing music at the same th- time, just like all these different things, these different projects. Yeah. Re- you know, like recording that album thing. I don't remember That's exactly right. where everything 
you know, fell into, fell into line there in the timeline. But, um, yeah, it was just a super busy, busy yeah. time and uh, I was not doing well, like mentally over, over it. I think like all the stress and everything was catching up with me. And then that coupled with the book thing. Too like, much change. It's just like, wait, yeah, too yeah. much. It just started to feel like we were in some kind of a vortex, you know, mm-hmm. that we couldn't control. And it was that we created. Then we created it for sure. To a large degree. Yeah. But, but we could, yeah, it was out of control. We didn't know how to stop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No plan. Again, yeah. no plan. Totally. Um, yeah. So um, the other thing that I, we kind of had this pressure of, um, the idea that we might buy this house and the landlords really wanted us to do that. Mm -hmm. And they thought it'd be perfect for us. And, you know, they were willing to sell it to us. And again, I think that's generous on their part, but we just were not in a place where we wanted to buy again. We weren't ready to do into like an actual debt, like loan situation again. However, I think you wanted to own that house. There was a part of you that wanted to own it, to wanted to stay there. Mm-hmm. They wanted to like keep this kind of like mountain biking, like kind of retreat, you know, house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really like put my foot down about it. Yeah. You were like, we're not doing that. And I, uh, and I was like, really? Cause I mean, like if when we were considering moving there, we were like deciding whether or not to do it. If someone had said, well, in six months, they're going to tell you that you could buy this place. Right. And they're going to carry, the, you know, the, the loan, loan. Right. You know, or a large part of the loan or something like that. I would have been, are you fucking serious? Right. That's crazy. That's awesome or whatever. But, you know, then you, you go through having some of that, uh, some of the actual experience of living there. And it starts to get less exciting. But I was still like just dealing with it. Like, we live here now. Yeah. This is it. This is yeah. cool. Yeah. And like, you know, ex- still excited a little bit by that. Yeah. And, and I, I felt, I kind of felt bad because I felt like I, I like popped another bubble for you or something, you know? Mm. It just felt like another letdown. But it was one of those things where I was like, I just knew that we couldn't function there the way that we needed to function, like, because it was so isolated mm. and because it was so, um, you know, just wasn't a modern place to live that had internet and phone yeah, service. You know, yeah. like if we were different what people f- that were like retiring or like, you know, it would have been fine. Totally. What do you think would have happened if we would have stayed there? <laughs> what, like, do you have any sort of picture in your mind? Well, I know it would have happened eventually. What? I mean, we would have been in the middle of a car fire. <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so we're at like the almost the one year anniversary of this gigantic wildfire, right? That basically, you know, burned like two hundred thousand plus acres. Yeah, in Shasta County, you know, like Redding is like in the middle of uh, uh, the foothills and the woods and trees and stuff. So a lot of times there are wildfires. Right. That are around, you know, yeah. you get smoke in the summer. Especially like, in the oh. Town area. Yeah. Totally. So this fire was in Town, and then, you know, they thought they had it under control and then like the wind whipped up and the thing burned all through Old Shasta, like decimated the town. Like so many people lost their homes out there and then even continued burning to the east and 
you know, jumped over the river and then got into Reading, the actual like, like city of Reading, city which limits. never happens. That's never happened before. Yeah. Um, yeah. And basically in all of the people that really um, lived in Old Shasta and Keswick, which is really close to that Iron Mountain, Iron Mountain mine, um, they're the ones that got hit the hardest mm-hmm. because they're in the, in the area where it was most likely to be burned. Yeah. And uh, most isolated. And I assumed when I heard, when you know I was like, well, I'm sure that that house burned down. It you know it didn't. It didn't. It got real close though. Apparently, the back side of the garage got real toasty. Yeah, but who knows? I mean, if we had been there, yeah, maybe that would have been completely traumatizing. Oh yeah, you know to have to, to leave, th- and we would have thought that the house wasn't there. Right, and and to have to leave in the middle of the night and mm-hmm. escape with your life. I mean, that's not. That's not something I want to do. <laughs> I don't want to go through that if I don't have to, you yeah, know. Yeah. And it, living out there increases your likelihood of having to deal with a wildfire in your backyard. Like, yeah. and when we lived out there, did you ever think about the yeah the fire? There was a fire out there when we lived there, and it was in Whiskey Town. It was only a mile, like maybe two miles from our house. Hmm. You know, as the bird flies, and they it was small, and they put it out. But it made me think about it at Did the I? time. Yeah. I never um, thought about it. But yeah, no, I think um <laughs> I don't I just don't think I could have continued living there. Like I just I think I would just would have flipped out. Like I got super grumpy towards the end of it. And I got I got really fed up with being, got the old Shasta grumps. <laughs> I got well, it was like I just started thinking about it like you're on the moon out here. Like <laughs> yeah. if you don't have a car, you mm-hmm. might as well be on the moon. Yeah. And I, mean, I just, I don't know. I'm just not the kind of person that can handle that very well. Yeah. So you put your foot down. You're like, we're not going to buy this place. And I then did. at some point, yeah, it definitely wasn't me like broaching the subject. You're like, we got to move out of here. Yeah. Because I can't keep doing this. <laughs> I hit a breaking point. Yeah. With many things. Like the constant driving back and forth and dealing with the one car thing. Mm-hmm. That was really tough. Yeah. Um, not really feeling safe. Like I kept saying, you know, like when you, you've got the car, what if one of the kids has to go to the hospital? I can't take them there, mm-hmm. you know? Um, if I call 911, it's going to be a half hour, you know? I mean, things like that. It's just, uh, it started to feel really like unsustainable. Mm-hmm. And then that combined with like my business and suffering, you know, because I just, I cannot you know, get on the internet reliably. And this feels, it's starting to feel like I'm living a little house on the prairie life. And yeah. I don't know. I just, I just was like, I'm done with this. I just, I don't care anymore about having this property. Um, it was really hard to maintain. It was like, <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of work, you know, totally. Yeah. Huge uh, area to mow and like, you know, blackberry, vines and yeah. stuff to keep poison at bay oak. And poison oak and like um there are tons of like trees to ch- like cut up for firewood and like all this stuff it was it was intense man and um, i yeah and i kind of made a snap i think i made a snap decision again yeah but i think that in the long run that was the right thing to do yeah. i needed to go back to town i Uh needed to go back to where there was like civilization (laughs) well i remember when we when we finally did move and we got into the place and we got the internet yeah 
set up. Like that was, I think that was in <laughs> and set up and working before we moved in. Yes, actually, it really because, was. Like, when we stopped <laughs> and we put the couch down and we're like, ah, let's sit down and watch some Netflix. And it was just like, yep, bloop. working. Oh yeah, <laughs> play and it just plays, <laughs> and you're just like. Oh, thank you, Lord yeah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah. And what this only costs like 70 bucks or 60 oh, bucks a month or something? It wasn't even that. It was like, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we basically ended up kind of trading um, privacy, uh, property, mm-hmm. <laughs> and woods. space for internet. I mean, really, yeah. at the end of the day. I mean, it was just, and, and also just like, you know, modern lifestyle yeah do you and like so moving but moving to town moving back to town uh was that when your business really kind of started to take off more, yeah or was it already doing that a bit when we were in it was starting to do that but yeah it really did more and more when we yeah. finally got back into reading well there you go but there was yeah, there was a lot of trade-offs. There was a lot of sacrifices in yeah. doing that, but I don't. I don't regret it. I mean, there you is know, one thing that I regret. What's that? I don't know. You tell me to say what you were going to say first. Well, just that I don't. I personally don't regret leaving Old Shasta. I'm okay with not being there. Yeah. And even though it was um, like not easy coming back and living right in town mm-hmm. in a small house. I think it was the right thing to do. A at tiny the time. house, really tiny, but it was the right thing to do. I think for me. Yeah, I don't regret that either. Okay. Uh, I think it it ended up being like the totally right move. It's just interesting to think about what would have been, what would have would have happened, what the kids would have been like, the animal situation. You know, like I don't know. It's just kind of fun to think about sometimes. What's your regret though? But my one regret is that. All the time we lived in Old Shasta, yeah, I never found the Ruggles Brothers gold, <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was goddamn sure that I was going to find the Ruggles Brothers gold. <laughs> I know we were looking for it all the time, man. <laughs> Just out there scouring the hills, man, with my pick and shovel. Mm, and the Ruggles it. Brothers gold is like this famous story of uh, these brothers, the Ruggles, who like. Uh, uh, like held up a stagecoach, shot, you know, the people or whatever, and got all this gold and took off with it. And then the legend is they got captured, but they like hid the gold somewhere. Before they got captured. Before they got captured is what people think. So it's in the hills somewhere, Although supposedly. I've heard that they hid it in Rock Creek. And we lived on Rock Creek Road. We did. And uh, they hid it in Rock Creek. Yeah. And they like told somebody of theirs that that's where it was before, you know, they went to jail. Really? And that somebody went and got it. And Uh, there is someone that knows where it is, but they've never said. I guess it's a good thing that I didn't spend too much time looking for it. But still, man, that would have been pretty sweet. The Rugglers brothers have uh, since been hung they were hanged at the at the old Shasta courthouse. That's correct. Then known as the Shasta courthouse. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it is it is truly a ghost town also. I'm really sad that I never actually saw the ghost that supposedly <laughs> resides in the in the courthouse. Oh, Those are my two regrets. I don't know, man. Yeah. I felt like I saw it all. By the yeah. time I left there, I was like, "All right, old Shasta. 
I done done it. You are so good looking. <laughs> and so old. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, I mean, it's just another it's another feather in the cap, man. Another a, experience. Yeah, a little blip in the saga. We learned. Uh, yeah. We lived. We learned. We loved. <laughs> Did we learn? Uh, I, I think so. Like, I want to say we learned. I think we're still learning. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, we're, we are. <laughs> well, babe, I'm happy to keep learning with you. Oh. Love you. Love you too, babe. <laughs>